My my favorite size for for a coffee is usually eight or twelve ounces. Well, because that's an actual coffee. The things that people drink nowadays are not coffee. They're yeah, like, like a twenty four. That's coffee yeah. flavored milk is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, let's go. <laughs> yeah. On that note. On that note, H and R puffin stuff. H R puffin stuff. Where'd you go when things get rough? Apparently there were only 17 episodes and then they like brought it back or something. That's so weird. It's a weird show. Yeah. Uh, and then the Lidsville, the hoodoo guru. There was with, a uh, lot of LSD going on in that place, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lidsville, come on. <laughs> so weird. All right, go ahead. <laughs> that is <really> weird. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do? All right, where are we? That's a freaky one. That was uh, Charles Nelson Riley. Charles Nelson Riley is the strangest man, too. Uh, although, if you if you if you have not seen it, I cannot recommend the life of Riley enough. It is it is his one man show that was terrific and they recorded it. He, he, he put it back together for one night or a couple nights maybe because they recorded it and they right. recorded it one more time. And it's, it's his life story. It's fantastic. Really interesting. Uh, I will look it up. Yeah. Life of Riley. It's like life of pie, but without the tigers. Sure. And, 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 you know, less time on television. <laughs> yes. All right. <clears throat> Ready when you are. <laughs> All right, uh, it's February 2nd, February 2nd. Feb 2. Feb 2, 2-2, 2016, 2-0-16, 2-0-16. Yeah. So 2-2-2-0-16, 2-2-2-0-1-6, 2-2-2-2-0-1-6. Is that right? Sure. 2-2-2-0-1-6, yeah. All right. <laughs> and Over it's Tuesday. Now. So it's two, 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 zero, one, two, six. Zero, one, six. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. I'm picking up what you're putting down. A lot of twos in there. We could wait three or four hours and do this at 2.22 p.m. <laughs> that would be awesome. And really mess with you. <laughs> dos, 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 dos. <laughs> dos, dos, dos. Sera <laughs> uno. Six. Yeah, there was a, there's a there's an attorney in L.A. You see him on on the buses, and it's he does like the it's it's two 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 two, and he does the commercials. Dos 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 dos. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah. Uh, um, what is it? Ocho cero cero dos 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 dos. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spanish. Right. It's good stuff. Spanish. It's good stuff. So what? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So this is, uh, translate, translate, oh. Tra- translate, translate, what are you uh, translating? on taking pictures, ah. uh, into Spanish. I wonder if that's going to be a correct translation. We're going to have to check with somebody from a Spanish speaking country who listens to this. En la toma de fotografías. There you go. Bienvenido en la toma de fotografías. <laughs> we do the whole show in Spanish. People are like, what the hell? <laughs> Transmitido en sap. <laughs> sap. Second audio program. I know, I know. 
That's so awesome. All right. Uh, it's on taking pictures. Uh, 197. Yep. 197. Bill and I were just discussing his his affinity for H.R. Puffin stuff and all things Sid and Marty Croft. And and by affinity, he means <laughs> phobia. <laughs> Stuff's weird. What do, what do you have a bigger phobia of? H.R. Puffin stuff yeah. or the holes in your face? Oh, the holes in the face thing. Yeah. That's that, that actually that trip, still weirds trip me out. Trypto, tryptophobia. 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 Did you look at the, You looked at the picture, right? Yeah, it's creepy. It freaks you out, right? It's like the, it makes well, you yeah, feel if I look weird. At, if you look at a picture of somebody with holes in their face, but I don't just sit and think about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but but, but when you look at it, does it like give you like a queasy feeling inside, or does it just like ew, or is it just like sure, a ooh. like like spores and things on yeah. your on your cheeks? Yeah. That's Ugh. weird. Yeah, it's yeah. totally weird. Even the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. There's some sort of frog whose like babies come out of its back like that. That's like the big thing that freaks people out about tryptophobia. Wait, so little pores just open up in the back? Yeah, there's some sort of like, yeah, it's it's really freaky and you see video of it and it totally sets you off. Yeah. They always oh, have that wow. in the tryptophobia videos. I'm sure that there's one somewhere. <laughs> there, what do you go to like tryptophobia festivals? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you do? This one, the palm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the tryptophobia like a, film it's like festival. like a plushy thing, but, but <laughs> different. Telluride this year. It's right. Right. <laughs> hey man, you going to Aspen this year for the tryptophobia con? I think it's going to be really good. <laughs> All right. So between last week and this week, you actually finally came to New York. Came to New York City. Yeah. And NYC. what did you think after 27 years not being here? Uh, 25. 25. But, uh, you know, I, it, it's weird. It, uh, there, are, there are periods, there are blocks, and maybe you have this uh, too, either you or listeners. There are blocks of my life that have, that have completely vanished from my memory. Okay. And uh, though I remember being in new york uh there there are little things that i remember uh i i i used to see david sanborn a lot at zabar's okay um which was kind of cool because I, i'm a big david sanborn fan um i was going i forget where i was going i might have been going to h and h bagels which i think was on 63rd and broadway okay is that right um i was never an h and h fan so you're asking the wrong guy Okay. Anyway, so I was going there and this van pulls over, this white, like, you know, Ford or Chevy van, uh, and, and out gets this, uh, this, this big black man gets out and I'm walking down the street and I recognize him and it's Joe Williams, jazz singer. Right. Right. And, uh, I was like, oh my gosh. And I just walked up to him. I'm like, no way you're Joe Williams. And he, a you know, big old grin that he had. Right. Uh, and he just smiled. He's like, yeah, you know, he was He's just like, so yeah, cool. Don't yeah. you want to be me? Yeah. And, uh, I said, no, I'm such a big fan of your music. Da, da, da. And, uh, and so he, they were playing at the blue note and he said, you should come check it out. And then I did. And, and it was really cool. Um, so I, little things like that, I, I seem to remember, or maybe I'm making them up. I don't know, okay. but they, they seem very real, but things like, uh, uh, I don't remember the differences between like, uh, uh, what's the Times square. Like people sure. tell me it was, it was worse and it wasn't, I don't remember. I mean, there weren't all the big electronic billboards and things the, 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 to the scale that there are now. Sure. That stuff is going in a whole other level. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I was working a lot, so I didn't really spend a lot of time wandering around the city. And, and this time, just even in the space of two days, we walked like 20, almost 21 miles. 
Yep. And, uh, you know, took a lot of photos. Uh, oh, which reminds me this, this, uh, I, I didn't put this in here. I, t- uh, when, hold on, here is the, hang on. okay. Um, <clears throat> went to B and H that was fascinating. I've never seen a camera store that big. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally everything you could think of within reason, obviously, but yeah. You can it, go grab it off the wall or go yeah, ask for it. Yeah, it's not you, – that's not – you'll never or rarely will you hear, we can order that for you. No. It, 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 anywhere who's ordering it is ordering it from B&H to get it for you. Right. It, yeah. it was fascinating. Yeah. And and the people there seemed really knowledgeable. It wasn't like going to like a Best Buy or something. It's much better than Best Buy. There are people who really know their stuff and there are people who are less than. But yeah, but if you get the right person, they're great. Yeah. So uh, that was fun. So what did you think of B&H overall? I mean, like, I, I mean, specifically, like, did you find the things you were looking for and that kind of stuff or? Yeah. I mean, a lot of things that I, that I didn't even know were things. Uh, I, I ended up talking to a, a guy about 4k video. Right. And, uh, he said, yeah, you know, you can shoot with a lot of 4k cameras. A lot of, a lot of them will shoot video internally, but you want to get this external little thing that plugs onto the hot shoe and you yep. can plug an SD, uh, uh, an SSD into it and do that. And it takes all the pressure off the camera and, and, you know, they have preview monitors and focus peaking and, and all this kind yeah, of stuff. Video and gets crazy quick. It does. Yeah. And, and a lot of the stuff you, you can spend a, a, a pretty large sum of money on these things, but there are in a lot of cases, lower priced alternatives. Okay. You know, if you don't want the 4k preview monitor, well, you, there, there, somebody makes one, Atmos, I think, is the is sure. the company. Atmos is a big one of the big companies. Yeah. Yep. So he uh, he said, you know, if you don't want one with a monitor, you can get in for like two hundred and fifty dollars, right? Which is uh, bad. Which is not bad. Uh, and if you want the one with the monitor, then that's you know five hundred. And if you want the one with the four K monitor, then that's a thousand or whatever. It right, is. right, 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 right. And uh, so I, it's it's really fascinating to see in person in one spot so many of the things that we've talked about. And so many of the things that we've that we've read about from other people's perspectives in in one spot. Yeah, yeah, that was what was fascinating to me. Although I feel like um, the good thing about going to a place like B and H, a lot of people feel overwhelmed and sort of get gear lust and get really crazy about it, mm-hmm. and they're just like, "Oh, I want everything." I tend to have the opposite feeling where I think that I'm like, "Oh, that camera sounds amazing," and then I go and I pick it up and I go, eh, "It's just a camera." You know what I'm saying? Like, like once I have it in my hands, it's a real mm-hmm. thing as opposed to this platonic ideal that's in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it sort of it brings it down a peg, and it makes it much more like, oh yeah, I don't need that. Like, well, it the was, one I it have was is really, very. Yeah. It was really nice to be able to feel these things. Yep, to be able to hold them. Um, How they the feel Sony, in your hands is a big part of it. Yeah, the Sony A7R, uh, while it might be fantastic for what it does, it, it, technically it might be an incredible camera. It doesn't feel very comfortable. No, no, no. It's, it's a blocky, weird thing. Yeah. Um, the Pentax K3 still is is a very, very comfortable camera to hold. Uh, they did not have the D500, but they did have the D750, uh, the Nikons. Yep, sure. Um, uh, they did not have the X-Pro2. Uh, the, they're supposed to be there, I think... I think he said late February for the X-Pro2 and March for the D500. But again, it was interesting just to see 
uh, everything in one spot and, and their conveyor system for, uh, it's crazy, isn't it? For, yeah. Did you actually so, buy anything and go through the process of buying something? Oh no, my God. It was, it was so, it was nuts. It was, I mean, it was so incredibly busy. Um, yeah. it took 20 minutes just to be able to talk to somebody about, about, uh, preamps. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but it, it was, it was fun to see. And, uh, I, I would definitely go back and, you know, one of the reasons, okay. So, so we, we took the bolt bus there, right? Sure. Yep. And, uh, the hotel was on 23rd and 8th right. and the bus drops you off at like 33rd and 11th, something like that. Okay. Okay. And the yep. Gagosian is on, what is it? 20, 22nd? And, uh, 21st between 11th and 10th or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, Hey, why don't, you know, let's, let's walk by there and see, you know, what's going on because it, this was Thursday and the opening was, was that, that night. night. Sure. So, okay. So walked, uh, walked down to the, to the gallery, which was all papered up. Uh, the door, the, the glass doors were still papered up. So you couldn't see anything. There was a camera crew uh, just wrapping up. So, you know, filming for something, who knows what. Yep. Um, so we were like, okay, well, let's just go drop stuff off at the hotel and, and then we'll go wander and we'll, you know, we'll come back at six. Right. So we're walking, you know, to, to get to the hotel and we were on the corner of, gosh, it must've been, I don't know, 21st and ninth, something like that. 10th. And, uh, uh, fielding turns around and, and she's like leaning down. I'm like, what are you looking at? And she's like, isn't that Gregory? And I look and sure enough, it is Gregory Crudson yeah. and Julianne just kind of walking up the street. Yeah. He's, he's fairly unmistakable in his like look and way he moves. Yeah. Yeah. If, you, he, if you've seen him before in interviews and stuff, it's like, oh yeah, that's definitely the guy. He's, he's, he's got a very distinct look. He's got a very distinct hairstyle. Uh, and, and so, the, I mean, he was, you know, they were half a block behind it, apparently just come from the museum, checking everything out. So, uh, introduced myself, um, and, uh, introduced myself to, 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 like, I talked to you three weeks ago. He's like, yeah, I, I, sorry. I don't recall. Yeah, you know, he like, <laughs> totally knew. He totally knew. And, uh, I said, Hey, I've got another, I've got an idea that I want that I, at some point when the fervor of all this dies down, I've got an idea that I want to talk to you. And I told him about this idea. Uh, which involves his director of photography, Rick. And uh, he's like, yeah, it sounds great. I'll introduce you to Rick tonight. It right. would be great. Uh, and, but he was so sweet. It was, and, and I thought it was, it was such a nice um, opportunity to see him away from all of the, you know, uh, yeah, the attention. Because this, it, I mean, it, it was massive, right? I mean, how, right. there were hundreds of people there. Um, that was the one of the. I think that may have been the busiest opening I've ever seen. But I mean, I don't go to a ton of them, so you there, know. there was a line all the way down the block. Yeah, that was you. crazy. Um, I got there a few minutes before you did. Conrad and right. I were outside. Got in. There was a line before they opened at six or whatever. So we were there like five fifty, five fifty five. And there was like a line of ten, fifteen people and we were in line there. And then they, they let us in and we got to walk around basically unencumbered, as it were. And then we bumped into you guys and with Freddie and and uh it ended up getting 
crazy in there and to the point where when we left yeah there was a line all the way around the block essentially to get in so they they had hit their limits and they had to wait till people leave before people could go in you know it was one yeah. of those it, it was nuts yeah it was nuts um it was uh uh really fantastic to see the work big and yep. to see the work actually in person um because yeah. they had sent me uh like this a preview. stuff is definitely a big print kind of thing yeah and and yeah. there's a there's a there's a very large difference with work like that in because it because the final product is so large there there's a disconnect in seeing a small pdf of it yeah no it's it's it, in some ways it doesn't it doesn't quite translate to being small on a screen because you want to be able to go up and look at a section of the image as its own image almost. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, let's go mm-hmm. in and look at those mm-hmm. people's faces over there in the corner. Um, absolutely, yeah. Um, it's it's interesting, though, that this the scope of these things, how big were these things? 40 by 50? Something like that? Uh, they were, something like that. They were big, yeah. but they weren't enormous, right? No, um, they were not as big as uh, the, the Roses the ones roses were 88 were. inches. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. It's like, what, seven feet across? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's uh, not. These are 37 and a half by 50. Yeah, right. Okay. So, still yeah. Still a big print. Still still a big print, but substantially smaller than the last set. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Then there, there were a lot of them. What, 36 of them? Something like that. You know what's interesting, though? Even when you went up and were talking to Rick and, and, and Gregory's walking around and there's a bunch of people walking around, it just goes to show you when it comes down to it, like people are just people. You know? You, you you go up to Rick and you start talking to him about his thing and assuming he's not completely overwhelmed by something else he has to do, he's going to talk to you and he's just some guy who does great work, you know? Yeah. And and, and I, I love the idea when you actually meet people or go to these things and see people in person, you go, oh, they're just a person. They're not magic, you know? Um, and and it, it, I like that feeling, um, that, that yeah, sense I mean, of a- connection. There's a there's a weird thing about meeting. I mean, I, I I sometimes and I read this in a in a one of the books that I'm reading, which maybe we'll get to if we have time. But there, there's an apprehension that I share with the author of this book about meeting heroes. Sure, yep. because you you have this image in in your mind's eye about what that person is like. Yes, and and if you meet them. And they don't either live up to that or they're different somehow, you know, it, it, it can, it can alter how you perceive them before you met them. Absolutely. Yep. And it's, you know? it's happened to me before. Yeah. Now I, um, I, I met Gregory in 2013 at Paris photo. It was very brief, but I didn't, I didn't know much about him personally and I still really don't, but, right. but there wasn't, it, it wasn't like. I don't know. It was, it was, it was, I was more a fan of the work and what I'd read about the work than him personally. Like I hadn't, I hadn't somehow, he was, he was still disconnected from the work in a way. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, and then meeting Rick, I knew nothing about him other than seeing the results of his, of his work. And, right. and he's, he's just a fantastic technician and, you know, you, you, you approach him and, and we were talking about one image that he's like, Oh yeah, there were like 30 lights in that shot. You know, right. you look, he said, if you move the camera six inches to the left or to the right, you'll see all the gear just crammed into this space because 
it's a tiny space and we had to get 30 something lights in there. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and he loves to talk about how they made these things. So are you worried when meeting somebody who you admire, are you worried about them not being what you expected or, or, or meeting them and then being a jerk in some way and that turning you off from them? Like, are you worried about them sort of tearing down your image of them or them just kind of being different than you want? And you kind of want to keep your fantasy. See what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe the latter. Like somebody like, I don't know, Springsteen sure. or or Sting or, you know. Well, those guys know. are never going to live up to some crazy thing. If you spent more than, you know, an hour with them, there's no way they could live up to some kind of dream world. Same thing with like Bowie, right? You know, right. You know we talked about him recently. It's like he has he, he people's the, the Bowie in somebody's mind's eye is never going to be what he's just a regular guy who, you know, yeah. eats, a, eats a sandwich and, and yeah. Yeah. Needs you, to walk you run into him class. at the strand or something. Right. He, he's different than coming off stage at Madison square garden. Exactly. And I think it's yeah. the same for somebody like Springsteen or somebody who's like such a big thing, but your average artist who, you know, yes, has 10,000, 20,000 adoring fans, but most of the people have no idea who these people are. Right. You know, right. Um, are, are far more th- things like, Thursday night or this Saturday at this, uh, I guess he's doing a book signing on Saturday yep. are, are there one chance to not one chance, but they're one situation where they're really a star and, and, and are the center of attention that they're right. not normally, you know? And, and you, you know, like Wes Anderson apparently showed up later after we had gone. Right. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Weiner was there. I mean, there, you know, there were, there were some people there to see him and buy his stuff. And sure. it, so it's, it's just an odd it's an odd feeling to to watch that unfold. Why? I don't know. Um, because at, at the end of the day, it's it's probably just as difficult for him, maybe even more so, to be there. Yeah. Well, I mean, you also have the just because you are good at making this kind of art doesn't mean that you're good at dealing with. And I'm not saying this is or is not true of Gregory. But mm-hmm. that, that you that that you're good at this part of it, the sort of schmoozing right. kind of right. whatever part of it. There's plenty of guys like this who want to do their work and never really talk to anybody. Yeah. I, I get that you're spending two hundred thousand dollars on my work, but I, it doesn't make me want to talk to you anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, right, or it doesn't right. make me any more comfortable right. in yeah. talking to you. Yeah. And yeah. there were, and there were all kinds of people. I mean, if you sat there for a minute, I, w- I think I was waiting for you to go look for your look for the book and that whole thing. Remember when we were standing up yeah, front Yeah, yeah. and he was standing behind you and I was like watching this line of people, like go up to him and, and take little selfies with him and stuff. And some of the people it was like, Oh, Hey, nice to meet you. Whatever it is. And then some of it was just like, I really don't like being in pictures or selfies. Right. Like you could tell right. that there's this sense of, okay, I have to do this because this is the way the thing is, but I do not feel comfortable doing this, you know? Right. Um, and maybe the, it makes yeah. sense that it takes so long to d- maybe he needs that 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 time away to create the body of work in some Seven ways years to, to reach re- yeah to replenish. recharge yeah 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 because it yeah. takes so much of yeah. his sort of social fuel yeah to be in these kind of situations i do feel like they missed a an opportunity by not having books for sale on the opening night of the show yeah you know that was really strange because aperture even the day of said that there would be books there they yeah. they tweeted you know advanced copies will be available now i don't know if they meant the one advanced copy that was in the little alcove there that yeah. you could flip through yeah did it look um, pretty it was a high quality book I, it looked nice um i think if you were if you are a fan of of 
his work and don't own any of the other books, I think you could do better. Okay, sure. I, th- I think you, you might be better served to either get um, the anthology. the, the Which the, is the big boxed one. Yeah, the one with the slip cover that's $100. Yeah. Yep. Or get Beneath the Roses for, I think it's bucks. 50 bucks on Amazon, 48 and change on Amazon uh, right 64 now. for Cathedral of Pines. Yeah, 64 for Cathedral, Cathedral of Pines. It'll, it'll be probably 80 at the gallery. Yeah, it's 80, 80, list. 80 list price. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. It's interesting. All of that kind of stuff is interesting. And I, yeah, the, the, I liked, I love the big, big prints. I loved, you know, talking to people and listeners of the show, a few listeners of the show showed up and that was nice. Yep. Um, I think the, the books were a missed opportunity, but it's, yeah, it's, a uh, it's always fun seeing, uh, there's an energy too that happens if you, okay. If you went back there the next morning when they opened at 10 30 or 11 or whatever it is. Right. Right. You could probably have most of the room to yourself to look at those images for as yep. long as you wanted to. And, and probably have a very different viewing experience. Yeah, it's kind of like watching a movie at home versus going to see Star Wars in a theater full of people on opening night. Right. Um, and, and, and I guess that, they, I mean, that's a double-edged sword because you, you could also have a situation where the, the zeitgeist of the room, if they don't like the work for some reason, it kind of turns on you. You know what I mean? So, like, it, it, like that can probably tilt both ways, but uh, people really liked what they were looking at. So, I don't know. It was, it was, it was fun. Yeah, it was good. Uh, any, any other thoughts about, uh, the streets of New York? Well, yes, actually. Uh, I've been putting up a bunch of photos right on, on Instagram and all of the photos that I've put up are done with my iPhone. Yep. I was shooting with my X pro X pro one with a 35 mil one four. And there were there were so many shots. I was shooting with the optical viewfinder uh, in autofocus, and there were so many shots. And going back and looking at them, I shot with it Thursday, wandering around, and get back to the hotel and looking through the photos. And there were so many shots that I missed. Where you missed the the composition, you missed the exposure. What are you talking about? Focus, focus. all focus. It well, would, yeah. I, it would focus on the background instead of the foreground, right? Or it would not focus at all. Yeah, uh, I mean, and I the think entire that's why thing lo- would be soft. A lot of street shooters who were like sort of the Leica guys would just set it to ten feet away, stop down to f eight or f eleven, mm-hmm. and just hyperfocal it. You know what I mean? Like I know I'm ten feet away from that, so there we go. Boom. You know? Yeah. Uh, it was I, well, and I I went to to B and H, and I was talking to the Fuji guy, and I said, hey, you know. I'm missing a ton of shots. He's like, what are you shooting? And I said, X pro one. He's like, well, that's half your problem. <laughs> you don't need one of those. You need the new X pro two. Well, no, it's, I mean, <laughs> it, the, the, the X pro one is a fantastic camera for certain sh- shooting situations. Yeah. Street photography where you need to lock onto something very quickly and snap away is not one of them. But it is ironic because I think that a lot of people would say that that's precisely what people wanted from that camera. It is. It is absolutely what people wanted from the camera, but I, and the, the, the focus has some, has been something that I've, that I've not struggled with, but has been a limitation of that camera for a long time. It got faster with a firmware update. Uh, he asked, he also asked what lens are you using? And I said the 35 mil one four. And he's like, it's a tack sharp lens, but it is the Achilles heel in the, in the lineup of lenses. He's like the, the 35 F2 is a much faster lens focus wise, despite 
losing yeah. it's a gotta, stop. Yeah, right. You got well, it's got to move more glass, right? Yeah. That's, I mean, it's the same thing with the F one point two fifty versus the F one point four fifty Canon. Mm-hmm. The the one point four is way faster than the one point two. Uh, I, yeah, I would imagine that's the case. Yeah. So, you know, it was it was interesting, and and maybe part of it was shooting with the optical viewfinder because the optical viewfinder the the focus is a little different. Um, there's also the Fuji focus system where it's at focus by wire, and it feels like the lens. You know how how I don't know what you call it, but like when when you'll see guitar players playing. And every once in a while, they'll they'll kind of slide their fingers all the way down the neck, almost like to reset and then sure. come back up. Yep. Yeah, sure. That's that's the way that the Fuji lenses feel. Yeah. They feel like they have to like go all the way to one end and then sort of come back to focus. Yeah, they're hunting. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, so I, I ended up just putting it back in the bag and and shooting with my phone the next day for the entire day and and got everything that I put up uh, one exposure. I didn't take multiple exposures. Right. Just bang. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting where, where the gear in that case was the limitation. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't the bottleneck, but the gear was the bottleneck. Right. Well, you know, like I said, I mean, if, if you were going to do that again, I would just do it manual hyperfocal and leave it at where it is and trust your, you know, play the distance instead of mm-hmm. playing the focus, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is. It's 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 interesting. It, it, I mean, see, that's the kind of stuff that makes me. Whenever people talk about a lot of these mirrorless cameras, they always say, "Oh, yeah, but you know, it's amazing." Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, but you know, the autofocus kind of hunts every once in a while, or isn't so good. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a serious problem. Well, it's not auto, autofocus hunting is not exclusive to mirrorless. Oh, no, cameras. absolutely not. But I, but it it seems like it's one of the weaknesses of a lot of these mirrorless cameras is sure. their focus. Sure. As, and and the, the like, guy at the store said it's never, you know, it, he, he said never. I don't know about never, but he said mirrorless is never going to be as fast as DSLR. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess never because they're focusing time. off of the sensor as opposed to focusing off of a secondary focus. SLRs are using there's a focus system that is using light bouncing off the mirror up into the focus system that focuses and then you know the mirror gets out of the way to take the actual exposure mm-hmm. so it's not trying to do double duty on the sensor itself where you know the sensor itself have these like weird uh these double pixels you know what I'm talking yeah, about the yeah. face shift pixels face it, just, it was pixels. so frustrating it was and then I, I can part imagine of it, part of it is that the X Pro 1 is a contrast-based autofocus system yeah. rather than a phase-based on uh, uh, autofocus system. Sure. That's yep. part of it. Yep. So you've got all of these things kind of working, uh, not against you, but yeah. certainly not for you. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think back on how the X100 was focusing. I, I don't think it was that bad. I think it was actually fairly good, but it still drove me a little crazy, that camera. I, it's like I, almost, they're like almost there a year from now. The next yeah. year's cameras will be yeah. good, yeah. I asked him, I said, if you had $2,000 to buy a camera and a lens right now, what would you buy? What do you say? Fuji X-T10 and the 1855. Did you play with the X, the, the X-T? I did. It's, it's not the X-T1. It's I know. The little I've, brother. I've, yeah. The little brother is actually, I bought one with a, with a girl sort of hired me to, you know, get her a camera. Like I brought her to B&H and she walked around yeah. with me. And, um, and that's, she ended up getting that one. I think it's a it's a fine camera. It's cute. It's it's um it's not weather sealed, which I I think I would like something that's a little more robust so I can For shoot water outside. Or dust? Both. Okay. 
I mean, even the ones that aren't weather sealed. I mean, if it drizzles a little on the camera, it's not going to the camera's not going to blow up, you know? Right, 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 right. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I after after wandering around, I, I do see for the type of shooting that I do. And that I'm interested in. Yeah. I, I felt like there was a limitation. I felt like there was a barrier between me and what I wanted to get. Yeah. Which is the exact opposite of what you were going for in that camera, which is odd. Yeah. Well, maybe it's also, I mean, you, you, you do take a lot of pictures with your phone. Maybe if you really force yourself to just go out and it doesn't matter what you get from the X pro and try shooting manual, you know, setting it all down. So all it's doing is clicking the shutter. Everything else mm-hmm. is sort of set where it yeah, is. You might, you might be right where it's, it's just basically you're just using it as a composition tool. Yeah. I wouldn't, I, I like, yeah, I wouldn't trust a lot of the automatic stuff on that. I'd get the, I'd get the exposure right and set it down, lock it down. I'd get the, you know, the, the focus set to some distance and I just walk around and, and sort of place myself focus with my feet. You know, mm-hmm. um, I wonder, is there a way to, since since the 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 lens system focuses by wire, is there a way to lock off the lens so even if you move the barrel slightly, oh, to make it so that the the barrel doesn't actually affect it, right? Um, I wonder if know, there's it's a interesting. Focus lock. I, I was taking pictures uh, of this woman on Sunday for a for a job, and um, we were just talking. We I was there for an hour taking pictures, and I do this thing when I'm taking portraits where I I. I'm focusing on the person's eye, but I always use the center focus point. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll pan up, focus on their eye, then pan down, take the picture I want. And usually I'm far enough away that the parallax difference doesn't really make any difference. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> one thing I do is that I can't, I can't see through the viewfinder. I can't trust that what I see is actually in focus or if it's grabbing something other than the eye. Right. So a lot of times between shots, I will kind of spin the barrel Similar, it's funny when you said the thing about the guitar earlier, I'll spin the barrel to push it out of focus so that I can kind of make the camera start from scratch to find the eye again. Mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I do this like little flicky thing with my hand. But the thing is, is that with, say, my 8512 that I have, it's either it's not autofocus manual and then manual. It's either auto or manual. So if you have it in autofocus, spinning the wheel doesn't do anything. Hmm. Much like you're saying. So yeah. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if there was some mode or some way to turn that on where it's like, yeah, there might be like, maybe I can use the, the AE, the AE lock button on the back as an AF lock. It yeah. might be in yeah. settings. I don't yeah. know. I haven't looked at it. Or, or you could always get it focused where you want and then just stick a little piece of gaff tape to hold it in place. So you're not hitting it, you know? Just oh like yeah. Little... Yeah. Just to tape the barrel down a little bit. Yeah. 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 Is, it, is it that smooth? Is it like just kind of, would you bump into it and have it move? It's it's not that it's smooth. It's just very sensitive. You okay, know, if you, sure. if you move it a millimeter, it's going to interpret that as you, Oh wait, you want me to refocus on something? Uh, slightly. Jeffrey, you wanted me to refocus. Right. Sure, Jeffrey, I'm right on it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go do it. Come on guys. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, except it would be Japanese guys, I guess saying that. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Translate. <laughs> oh no, we're not going there today. <laughs> no. Hey, we got a we got an email from Alan. Yep. You saw this? Yes, we just, yeah. Uh and 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 Alan, I I don't think I'm telling stories here, but uh, you you're having some you're having some tough times. You're having a, a a difficult go of what to do and why to do it and how to do it and and what's the point and and <laughs> something that that all of us I think go through 
certainly I go through it a ton and yep. I think you go through it a ton. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm reading, um, we talked about this, this podcast series called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And I'm reading the book at the moment. Uh, it's called Creative Living Beyond Fear, Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear. And there's a spot, actually there, a lot of it is, is, is clicking with me. Um, but there, there's, there's one part in the very beginning where she's talking about, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip to it. She's talking about uh, a poet named Jack Gilbert okay. who uh, disappeared. He wrote a book, could have been very famous, uh, could have been a media darling, could have been very popular, but, but chose not to. Chose to, to live a very quiet life of, of just existing and writing and creating. Right. Uh, and he would come back and, and release these books into the wild and, and then disappear again. And there's, there's a, a spot in here where uh, he was teaching at a university and uh, Elizabeth Gilbert was teaching there. She never met him, um, but there was a story about him. And I think this, this may help in some way. Um, you, Alan, I don't know. Uh, I never met Jack Gilbert myself. And now he's gone. He passed away in 2012. I probably could have made it a personal mission to seek him out and meet him while he was living, but I never really wanted to. Uh, I quite liked the way he lived inside my imagination as a massive and powerful presence built out of his poems and the stories that I'd heard about him. So I decided to know him only that way through my imagination. And that's where he remains for me to this day, still alive inside me, completely internalized, almost as though I dreamed him up. But I'll never forget what the real Jack Gilbert told someone else, an actual flesh and blood person, a shy University of Tennessee student. This young woman recounted to me that one afternoon after his poetry class, Jack had taken her aside. He complimented her work, then asked what she wanted to do with her life. Hesitantly, she admitted that perhaps she wanted to be a writer. He smiled at the girl with infinite compassion and asked, do you have the courage? Do you have the courage to bring forth this work? The treasures that are hidden inside you are hoping that you will say yes. And, I, you know, we talk about this kind of stuff a lot. Yep. And part of it is, at least in my opinion, because it's important. Um, the, the why is certainly um, maybe even the most important part of it. And I think we get, we get caught up in making a living from it and, and how do I monetize it and how do I get clicks and likes and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and all that stuff has its place. Um, but I do believe it's secondary to just doing the doing. Yes. Um, well, I, I think the doing the doing is <laughs> um, for me, the doing is the only reason I is the reason I do it right. Everything else just kind of comes from that, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't enjoy actually, if I didn't get satisfaction from just the making itself. Right. Right. Well, and, and that, that I think is, is sort of the key is, is acting on the impulse to make. And, and if you are in the position where, that can earn you a living or a partial living, then so much the better. But if it can't, I think a lot of people squelch the impulse or the desire to make altogether. They, they figure if I can't make a living at it, I'm just not going to bother. What do you, how do you mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. I think there's also, I think that there's a fear of people who, and this gets, I mean, this is right along the lines of that, um, uh, Ira glass thing where it's, you know, in the beginning, you're going to have better taste than you're able to create, you know, you're going to, you're going to think that the stuff you make is bad because you know that it is bad. And you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna make bad stuff for a while until your your skills catch up with your taste, and then hopefully your taste jumps up a little bit, you know. Right. And I think I mean you and I, at least I can speak for myself that that has happened a number of times where I've taken pictures that I'm like, wow, this is really great. I love this. This is where I want to be. And then I look back on it six months later, and I go, I thought that was good. Like right. my taste is way better. Like I'm right. way further along now, just even the way I see things. Sure. Um, and I, so I think for some people, they, 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 they may start doing it in, say, Alan's case, start taking pictures and get to a point where they don't feel like they can live up to what they think is quality work because their taste is better than their skills in their mind. You know? I th- yeah, I think that's part of it. And, and I, I think I, people get scared and they get overwhelmed by that and they go, I, I'm never going to reach that where my taste is now. So I'm just, you know, I feel stuck, right? This gets mm-hmm. back to the plateau thing from last week. Um, yeah. What are you going to say? Well, I, I wrote down a couple things for you. Right, what do you got? Um, you can measure your worth by your dedication to your path, not by your successes or failures. You might earn a living with your pursuits or you might not, but you can recognize that this is not really the point. And at the end of your days, You can thank creativity for having blessed you with a charmed, interesting, and passionate existence. So, I like it. There's, there's a, I mean, and I, and I, I am, I am the first to admit that I, I get spun up about beating myself up over not. Not in, in, in my head being, being where I want to be on, the, on the, the compensation side of things. Right. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not making, you know, a half million dollars a year like Mark Maron. Right. Or I'm not uh, uh, shooting, uh, you know, the new Burberry campaign, which, right. <laughs> which, which we will get to. Um. But am I listening to that voice? Am I creating? Am I, am I allowing myself to get out of my own way? And I think those, the realization of those things are important. Yeah, you have to make a living, but nobody said you have to make a living doing only what you love. That would be a, a really wonderful thing. Right. But, but if you can't, keep doing it. Yeah. Um, there was, there was another thing about, about genius that the, the, Romans, the Romans believed that genius, that you weren't a genius, that, that, you, that you had, um, it was like a house elf and that the house elf helped you become a genius. You had a genius. You never were a genius. Oh, right. Like inspiration, right? Like it's like, yeah, it, it like it's being bestowed upon you. It's not being created from within you. Right. They, they believed that, that if you were exceptionally gifted, uh, they had, you had a genius. You weren't a genius. It's a nice way of thinking about it. 
So I, it, go ahead. Well, it, it, it's interesting, but it's the the distinction. Um, it, it it allows a sense of humility when something goes well, and and it and it in a way lets you off the hook when it doesn't. Sure. I had a no. long discussion. I was uh, shooting a magazine thing yesterday of this guy who was a former drug addict, now just finished his master's in divinity, and he's going to be a pastor, and we were talking about God and religion and all that kind of stuff. And he said, you know, one of the things that people forget is that, and he quoted some Bible quotes, he's just like, Christ said, he's just like, he said, he, he never said he was divine. He said, the words that I speak are divine. Like, it's my ideas that are godlike, not me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, and in the same way, it's like, it's, it's, it's what somebody creates or, or where their inspiration comes from, from the outside, like sort of that, that, that special moment that happens in, in space and time, you know, in like four dimensions, right, right. right. Like it's, it's sort of these intersections in four dimensions that are, that are the interesting sort of moments in, in, in stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and you're right. And it, and it, it saves you from having to live up to something either your own mind is created or what other people outside of you have, have said, you know, right. um, are trying to be, it's tricky. Yeah, it is tricky. Uh, so, so Alan, don't give up there. There is greatness and, and magic within you and just keep, keep digging. Don't give up. Wow. A little Kate a, Bush, Kate yeah, Bush like and that? Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, and if oh. and if you're into it, uh, pick up Big Magic. I I'm enjoying it tremendously. I think you would too. I will find uh, it and put it in the show notes. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. Give yourself permission to to be okay with with being spun up about it. Wait, is that the right? Is is that the sentiment? Be okay with being spun up about it, or or get over being spun up about it, and and be okay with it just being a reality. I think I think those two things can exist simultaneously. Okay. It's it's okay to get worked up. It's okay because because we take these things seriously. It's okay to to let it affect you. Yeah. Well, I mean that's kind of what I was saying about the um uh the taste versus reality. It's sort of the fact that your taste is above your skill is actually a good thing because it makes you realize that you have somewhere else to go. Yeah. versus being stuck and your taste isn't getting any better. And then you think whatever you're making is fine. You're never going to get better that way. So there's, well, a, there's sort of a double there, there. There's good stuff in there too. There, there's another story in this book uh, that I, I didn't know this was, this was the case. Uh, she's talking about Harper Lee. Yep. Uh, and you know, Harper Lee writes to kill a mockingbird. It becomes what it is. She never writes again. Until because she, well, <laughs> yes, but after, even that, yeah, yeah that, that book was written before yep. To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Uh, and, and the story goes that she never wrote again because she was terrified. She was terrified that she would never live achieve yep. and live up to what To Kill a Mockingbird became. Yeah. It's, is, is the fear, is the actual, no, not the fear, because the fear is actually the problem, is you go write the second book and it's not a huge hit, right? Mm-hmm. Is that feeling really that scary or is our fear of it really that scary? I think it depends on the person. You know, I think if, uh, if you're, you know, uh, I don't know, pick a band that had a superbly, 
you know, an incredibly uh, uh, profitable or, or prolific uh, selling first record. Right. My, well, there's my this, words there's this apparently the Rihanna record came out this week and it sold 420 copies. <laughs> right. Yeah. 460 copies. Um, and people are just like, wait a minute. Like, so, I mean, if you were somebody like that, or there was a Gaga record that came out a few years ago and it was like, it sold like 10,000 copies. Like it, like no one, it, it didn't, it didn't work. Right. Even mm-hmm. this huge giant person came out with this album and eh, everyone just kind of shrugged, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. You, you can't, I, 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 what I am learning and I'm still very much a student of this, but what I'm learning is that you can't, you can't chase the successes. You can only accept them. Yep. Yeah. No. Um, and, and you're, you're, you're going to get success. You're going to lose success. You're going to have notoriety. You're going to lose notoriety. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's all about the experience, yeah. whether that's doing the work or, or uh, having a conversation with your muse or, or being receptive to inspiration before inspiration decides to move on to someone else. Yep. Well, all ex- of those things work in concert. Yeah. In the end, all of the, it's the experience. It's, it's, uh, it's relationships, you know, all the rest of this stuff is fleeting and amorphous, you know? Um, yeah. It's interesting. Ah, Alan getting us all complicated. So Alan, thanks for writing in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, keep them coming. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast at ontakingpictures.com. If you would like to write in (laughs) and get Jeffrey spun up and reading quotes from books. Oh, I've been reading a lot lately. Well, there you go. Uh, I'm reading this book and, uh, Aperture were kind enough to send me, uh, the Aperture anthology which is uh uh sort of the the beginnings of aperture magazine and and you know minor oh, white yep. and dorothea lang and, and all those folks talking about the importance of art and photography and, and it's like 500 page book that's that's going to take me a bit to get through do but those people do you find when reading a lot of this stuff because i don't read as much of sort of the inspiration stuff that you, as you do mm-hmm. do you find the same <clears throat> themes coming around again and again or do people actually have unique views on it I think there are some standout titles. I think a lot of people are mining. They're looking for the same nuggets. Um, but I think Elizabeth Gilbert is, is very good at what she does and she's a, a terrific writer and she's a, a very real writer. I think Pressfield is another one who, who does a great job at, at cutting through. They, they, they're approaching things from, from different spaces, but I think they're, to use those two as an example, I think they're, they're trying to get to the same space or at least a similar space. Sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I read a lot of this stuff because I, I tend to take Patrick's approach to it. Uh, and Patrick try to get a little from each one. Yeah. If I can, Patrick goes to a lot of, a lot of, uh, workshops and seminars and buys a lot of DVDs and reads a lot of books. Uh, because if, in his opinion, if I can get one thing or hear one thing again and it clicks for me finally, yeah, then it was worth it. And yep. I, I, I am, I am of the same opinion as, as I get older, I, I am going back and rereading things that I've read before, or I'm reading new things that are, that are in the same vein. 
um, because it's all about learning. It's all about, you know, but you're not you ready to hear it until you're ready to hear it. But how many, how do you know that you're searching in the right place? You don't. Yeah. That's what makes the search fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I guess what I mean is that um, it's sort of the external internal thing, right? Um, how do you mean? Um, I tend to look at this stuff and think, yeah, I can, I can read stuff and I can listen to other people and what they talk and I have. But I find that the most satisfying answers I find from introspection as opposed to outward input. I mean, yes and no. I mean, how, then how do you explain therapy? That's external. Um, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's, that's, it's, but that's not somebody telling me their experience. That's me analyzing my own experience, right? Yeah, it's, I think it's still external, though. You're still looking for. Yeah, I, I guess still... what I, I guess I mean more from 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 a artistic point of view, from a like a, a satisfaction of work point of view. You know, like sometimes um, I, I I worry that if I that that it, I would I would read a lot of other people or try to find the answers that other people have found. Or try to listen and listen to everybody, and try to pick out the the best nuggets of what they were saying, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. I'd worried that it, at the end of it, I would still feel unsatisfied and be just like, "Wow, I just spent X amount of my life searching for other people's answer when I should have just been searching for my own." Yeah, but there 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 is something to be said about the collective experience, yeah, about, uh, a shared experience, whatever whatever you're going through. Yeah. Whatever you will go through, whatever yeah, you have done gone before. Through. Yeah, I promise sure. you, you're not the only one that's done it. No, absolutely. But I, but I think that in the translation between somebody else and me, I wonder how if 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 what I'm getting from their experience is is the same as what I would feel in my own experience. It's like somebody can tell me what it's like. Somebody could tell you what it's like to stand in Times Square. And they can write a book about Times Square and describe the whole thing and the feelings they had. But that's very different than you standing in Times Square the other day, right? Yes, but their experience may, may inspire me to take that trip and make that experience my own. Right. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. You know, it's, it's sort of uh, like advertising for the soul, you know, it's, it's, you know, did, did you, did did you want to have that experience? Well, maybe you didn't until you read about someone else's experience and then you go, wow, I wonder what I could, what, I wonder how that could work for me. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I didn't, I mean, Times Square, you know, that's okay. Yeah. I was just using it as an example of something. Uh, I, I, I. I think there's value there. I think there's value in, in experiencing the experiences of others. Hmm. Okay. You know, yeah. because I'm going to have a different reaction, you know, you could get 10 of us and, and watch a film or read a book or, or walk. Okay. Your, your job is to walk up eighth Avenue to the park and back. Right. And let's see what you see. Well, we're all going to see different things. Right. Absolutely. So. Yeah. It's a. Uh, uh, what? Too heavy? <laughs> no, this is good. <laughs> you kidding? It's <laughs> where I live. <laughs> um, hey, we should talk about Squarespace. Yeah. Square, you're going to give me a Squarespace.com? Squarespace.com. 
Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Uh, I am using uh, Squarespace for my own site. I'm using Squarespace for the Ask Bill and Dan stuff. Actually running my podcast through there. So uh, it's working pretty good. Uh, Great products. Everything always kind of works. I actually moved. uh, We had our wedding site on Squarespace, and it's about a year, so we're I was not going to renew it, but I wanted to keep the domain. So I had to move the domain away from Squarespace and over to like hover so I could hold on to the domain. And I had to go. So wait, what do you do? So are, if, if you, if you set, this is a, this is an interesting question. If you, let's say I, I want to start a new site. Right. I pay for the year. Are they the registrar? They're the registrar. They are the registrar, but you can. So then do you have to purchase it from them? Well, if you, if you want to then move it, you, if you want, you can either keep it there and just keep re, re-upping it at Squarespace. I think, though, they, they kind of expect you to have your site there, too. You know what I mean? Right, um, right. Um, but I want it over and hover because, you know, it's easier, whatever it is. But, like, it it was so easy. I go in there, I clicked a couple buttons, and it gave me a code. I went over to hover, put the code in, and it was, like, done. And I was like, wow. Oh, see? no kidding. Yeah, it's super fantastic. Even... Oh, most of my domains are at hover and point to Squarespace, like billwadman.com and stuff. And mm-hmm. even setting that up now is way easier than it ever was before. In fact, on hover, there's a button like, would you like to send this to Squarespace? And there's like a whole like process that it walks you through. Oh, wow. Um, so it's, it, they're, they're just, they're just great people who are doing things in a way that makes sense. Jeffrey was working on a, a, a script for us to play with yesterday. And we were talking about how we felt like we were magicians, even though the stuff we're doing is like, child's oh, play yeah, to yeah to real coders anybody who writes code is going to look at it and go uh-huh yeah and? that's 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 really cute let me know when you get <laughs> yeah, walking <aw. laughs> let me know you <laughs> we, learn how to and walk. i would have been collectively you know patted on the top of the head exactly like, but but like go in the other direction and you want a site that you know my mom can put pictures of her trip to thailand on well, you know, Squarespace is the place to put them because they can't mess it up. You know, it's like right. you're dragging and dropping stuff in there. It's simple. It's powerful. It's beautiful. Squarespace is always there for you when you need them. They offer 24-7 support via live chat and email. And it starts at just $8 a month. And you get a free domain name when you buy Squarespace for a year. So go pay them $8 a month, which is what, $80, $96 a year. And not only do you get all great, fantastic hosting, but they'll also throw in the domain name for a year, which is super. Uh, every site made on Squarespace is automatically going to be responsive, so your website scales to look great on any device, on your phone, on your iPad, on 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 a Lynx browser. Actually, we have to try the Lynx browser. A Lynx? Who do you even know that has a Lynx browser? There's got to be a way to like run Lynx in a browser window on a site somewhere in JavaScript or something. Um, commerce uh, is built in, so every website comes with a free online store, so you can you can sell stuff or ask for donations or that kind of thing. It's fantastic. And they've got this cover pages pages feature. So you want to build a little beautiful one-page online presence in just minutes. You can put up a nice picture, the name of your restaurant, your hours, your location, the phone number, all there, boom. One one thing with a button that says email us or contact us or make a reservation, you know, all on one site, super easy. So go get started with your free trial, no credit card required. Start building your website today. When you sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code OTP to get 10% off and show your support for our show on Taking Pictures. So thank you very much to Squarespace for the continued support of 5 by 5 and on taking pictures. Squarespace, build it beautiful. I was on the, uh, the so Craig, my my friend Craig Ward, uh, is in their new commercial. Huh. Yeah. 
So Craig's like lighting stuff on fire in their new commercial. And in fact, I was on the subway yesterday and they have like websites on the, uh, in the ads on the subway. And I was like, that's Craig's site. And I go up and I look and it says craigward.com, you know, or .co.uk. And I was like, look at that. Look at him on my best buddy on a, on a thing on squares. He's so fancy. You know, what'd be cool is if, if you did, if you could look at it on links and it would convert like on the fly, all the images into ASCII art. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> hey, that's a good idea, actually. Somebody write that kind of script. Like it just parses all the all the photographs into ASCII. You know, speaking that of Alan Bellward, we're going to mention him twice. Uh, when I was working on rebuilding part of 365 Portraits just to archive it, you know, to have it, because I, I used Flash originally for my header that I used. Right. And I wanted to rewrite it in HTML, but I was having a problem with the PHP. Alan totally fixed it for me. What? He's, he's, he's got like, he's got some coding skills. That kid. Was he in the van? Is he, is he like a mobile coder? Yeah. I think he, yeah, I think he had a hotspot. Nice. <laughs> There's a hotspot in the van. That's hmm. how he gets the ladies. Um, wow. <laughs> thank you so much to Squarespace. Uh, uh, really good. Uh, where, uh, where do you want to go from here? Oh, Hey, did you see this? Harry Locke sent in this new Elton John video that he says is inspired by Gregory Crutzen. Okay. Have you I seen the video? Okay. I watched it. Yep. Um, I the think wire are, work is pretty crazy in it. There are a couple shots where you could argue that, yeah. you know, but overall it's, uh, there, there are, the, the, first of all, the, the, the car doors aren't open. So, you know, so that's, that's a giveaway. You, you know what's really funny? <laughs> what? Conrad said the same thing. Like we were looking at it. I was like, look, they got a car in the background. She's like, yeah, but the door's not open. <laughs> That's right. There's no light inside of it. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The headlights aren't on. Right. Or the headlights were on, I think, actually. Go ahead. Uh, I think it's, you know. <sighs> look, inspired by doesn't mean that it looks exactly like it, but I could I right. could imagine that I can this see was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And apparently Elton is, uh, is, a, is an avid collector. He's a of, huge uh, photography collector. Yeah. Yeah. He's got tons and tons and tons of stuff. I guess, I guess when you're a multi, multi, multi millionaire, it's like, what else are you going to do with your pick, your money? But like buy, you, you got to come up with something for Phil Collins. It was uh, Alamo memorabilia. Was it really? You didn't know about this? No. Phil Collins, the singer was the biggest private collector of Alamo memorabilia in the world. Wow. In fact, in fact, he just recently, I think he just gave it all to the Alamo museum. Huh. Uh, I can't believe you didn't know about that. That's like, I did not know apparently that. Apparently, there's a whole documentary about it. Wow. Yeah, and there's a, here, I'll, I'll put a link. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like a, yeah, he donated a significant Is chunk of his- it called In the his, Texas Air Tonight? <laughs> Funny. <laughs> um, $100 million, $100 million it's worth. The Phil Collins- you know, $100 Alamo, million dollars worth of Alamo stuff? The Phil Collins Alamo collection will house a number of rare items, including a rifle, one of four remaining in existence, owned by Davy Crockett, a fringed leather pouch carried by Crockett, and the original Bowie knife, which Jim Bowie had in his possession during the 1836 battle. No kidding. When I got older, I became successful. I decided to spend my money on original items from the Alamo, rather on Ferraris, Collins joked during a news conference. This completes the journey for me. These artifacts are coming home. Supposed to be supposedly the largest of its kind, over 200 total items. No kidding. I had no idea. And the land commissioner, Jerry Patterson, accepted the donation, adding that in January, a measure will be introduced in Texas legislature to declare Collins, quote, an honorary Texan. Huh. So I'm going to put that link in the show notes, too. 
That's pretty. Well, I, I mean, like Steve Martin has supposedly got an amazing art collection too. Yeah, he's both uh, uh, a great art collector and a, a fantastic art scholar. I haven't read the uh, what was the book that he had where he's talking about art the whole time. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, the, he wrote he wrote a novel, and it's basically all takes place in the art world. Uh, I will I will find a link. I read and I will... Shop Girl. I didn't read anything else though. Yeah, there, uh, it's called um, An Object of Beauty. Huh. And I will put a link in the show notes and, to that as well. And then Peter Weller teaches, I think he teaches at Syracuse. Really? Yeah. He's like Roman studies and, and, and huge uh, uh, um, uh, Greco-Roman history buff. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think of the video overall, though? Eh. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the song very much. No, the song isn't great. But- I, I really miss... Uh, and it's so it's so cliche and kind of bullshit to even say it. But I, I really miss early Elton John work. I really yeah, miss that sure. that that storytelling aspect to to their lyrics and the, and everything and, up to like 1982 is just amazingly good. Um, the songs yeah, was, were great too. Was that I'm still standing? Is that when it changed? Yeah, I'm still standing, and 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 that's why they call it the blues, which is still like, right, phew. right. But yeah, but I mean, going back to yellow brick road and and all that stuff right. that Bad i mean that's the water that stuff's amazing yeah, yeah um it is. and and i think most people who are serious music fans would say so you know without saying Ooh, but it's, it's just like you know it's it's the equivalent of uh, film is better you know yeah, on yeah, some level. well no it's not because i think he actually changed what he's doing right i mean he he you know he got old and now his stuff all kind of sounds exactly the same to me like i don't mm. remember i have i have no recollection of what that song sounded like even though i watched it twice you know, right. it's like, well, that says something, right? It says that something's missing in there. Right. Right. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I'll put a link in the show notes. Elton John uh, did this video that apparently uh, is inspired by Crudson. What else we got? Uh, well, we got an email. No, it was a tw- was it a, tw- a tweet? A tweet. A tweet. A tweet. We were tweeted. Tweet. Twitted. Were we tweeted or were we tweeted? I guess we were tweeted. Uh, we were I don't tweeted. know. To tweet. Uh, so, so a lot of photographers are, are upset about this. A lot okay. of professional photographers. Okay. 16 year old Brooklyn Beckham, son of David and Victoria Beckham. Oh, he is. I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, is, is the official photographer behind the new Burberry campaign. Okay. Well, first of all, companies like Burberry put out 27 campaign ad campaigns a year. So it's not like he's like their photographer for the next six seasons, you know, like it's like, I, I, I know five guys who have done campaigns for Nike, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, mm-hmm. so everyone just relax. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's apparently his brother Romeo is, is, a is, uh, a, a, a model and has been in Burberry campaigns before. So, there's obviously all kinds of connections and stuff there. Yeah. And, and it, it, look, he's got almost 6 million Twitter followers. This right. is, this is a pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, connection to make. Yeah. And he has very competent pictures of very beautiful young people. <laughs> you yeah. <know>? Uh, <laughs> and, and you know, who knows, are they all set up for him or he just comes in and shoots Are the lighting's, yeah, who knows? maybe he has lighting assist. Who knows? Maybe he's really that good. Great, super. You know, good for him. Yeah. Um, don't don't. My, I guess my my point is uh, you, there are reasons probably why this happened. Uh, but don't let nothing, it. De- 
No. Don't let it derail your own work. Here's here's what I always think about when it comes to this kind of stuff. There are what seven or eight billion people in the world right now, and how many companies have camp do campaigns that involve photographers? Thousands, millions, hundreds of thousands. So, like you know, one guy who's young got a gig with a big company. You know, it's like okay, sure, it happens. You know, super. Yeah. You know? I mean, maybe maybe it got him in the door. Yeah. Um. Who knows? Maybe yep. maybe he really digs photography. Yep. Maybe and he doesn't. Maybe the art director has a crush on him. You know, he, who knows? We have no idea why any of this happens. You yeah. know, um, I, I will say that that uh, the stuff on his in, on his Instagram page, a lot of it is not as good as the pictures they have on that f stoppers page. True. That's true. So, uh, and it, but if you think that his the um, having six million followers had nothing to do with it, you're kidding yourself. No, absolutely. But why does he have six million followers? Because of who he is. Right. Right. So, you know, it's sort of like this. It's, it's sort of, it's the, it's the, um, uh, uh, McCartney principle. What's, uh, what's the daughter? Stella. Stella McCartney. You know, it's like, yes, she's, yeah, but she's she, also an amazing designer. Yeah. She's become an amazing designer, but you don't think that has anything to do with connections and money that involved to get her there. You know what I mean? Like, of course know, it, it did. Didn't help Tori spelling much. Well, she made a lot of money. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. So many of his other pictures are just like, him like brooding and like him and his friends right. as selfies and stuff like that. It's like, right. wait, what? You know, yeah. Look, with an occasional people, picture of a beautiful model. Yeah. People are going to get uh, the gig because they've got a bigger social footprint. Sure. It's, it's where photography is at. Yeah. But, but at the, the flip side of that is that like, okay, th- this is all true and maybe he makes a good living good for him. Right. But like, is he doing anything that's actually interesting from an artistic point of view or, or, you know, it's like, well, maybe, maybe not, you know? So to me in the long run, whether somebody is remembered beyond working a job or two comes down to the work, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, he's young. So if, give if him a they're chance. getting something out of it and he's learning and getting something out of it. Yep. Okay. Yep. More power to, yeah. Like is, 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 is it a question of whether or not other photographers could have done, taken similar pictures? It's like, of course that's true, you know, but that's right. true of almost every photographer, you know? Give, give me a crew and, and you want me to take a picture like Annie and give me what's his name uh, to 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 retouch them. You know, <laughs> what's his right. name? Dugas. No, what's the guy's name? He's got a crazy name. Annie's retoucher. Yeah. I have no idea. Ah, we, we, we did that interview on uh, we, we talked about him years and years ago. Anyway, 17. <laughs> have you forgotten already, Jeffrey? <laughs> I think I have that. That block of my life is a blank. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's the last four years. <laughs> now you get it. <laughs> oh, that's so genius. It's so good. Uh, um, what do you What do you got about Scala? I thought we talked oh, about this oh. last week. It's discontinued. Okay. Yes, Scala's discontinued. The site, I put a link in the show notes last week to a place that processed missing a big giant thing at the top of the page that says they did their last batch in July. They don't know that they're right. ever going to do it again. Right. Which I didn't notice when I mentioned it on the show last week. Ah, okay. I thought you just put it up as a, as a thing of posterity anyway. Uh, well, I did, but I, I, I also wanted to just mention on the show for somebody who doesn't read the show notes that, so the Scala film, apparently you can process it just in straight black and white, mm-hmm. but what you get out of it is a black and white negative, not a black and white positive. Ah, okay. So anyway, for photo so film nerds out there, like standard D seventy six. Exactly, you could use thing. exactly. You can do that, and in fact, I put a link to this uh, website, which gives you oh, look, the temps and the processing for each different uh, each different huh. kind of of stuff. So, 
I could theoretically just bring it down to my local black and white place and they could process it for me. So which, I wonder what it was. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know what was so special Scala. about it. Yeah. What was it? Was it like a Kodachrome it's multi stage v- process that got it to process as a, Oh, how they inverted it that way. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's something about it. I don't think it was quite as complicated as that, but I think it, it's sort of a, there was a point in the process where they left something out and that's sort of mm-hmm. why it never went negative or it stayed positive or, or they added something that, sh- that flipped it. But, um, the nice thing, it just had such smooth tones and it was very low uh, grain and just very fine grained. It was be- just beautiful, beautiful film. I have a great picture of um, of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Stonehenge, shot on Scala mm. that I have in my thing that I'll have to pull out. I'll find it and put it in the show notes. Uh, anyway, just thought I'd throw that out there for those people who are nerding about that. Um, got anything else? No. All right, how'd the group do? Uh, really well. Actually, uh, imagine that. Yeah. I mean, you know, who, Signature. who knew? Yeah. This was an interesting one to, to see the different interpretations of some people went very literal. Um, other people went for like signature photographs. Um, it, it, there's some really fascinating stuff in here and I'm, and I appreciate the different, the different takes on it. Um, let's see. David Lawrence's picture is really great. Oh, it's Martin Rotz's picture that he put up. Oh, look at that. That's beautiful. Wait, which one? Martin Rotz put up a picture. I think it's a reflection in a window. Wow, these are really beautiful. Uh, Hold on. Um, Sorry, this is uh, aside from the uh, uh, assignment of the week, but look how beautiful those pictures are. Good job, Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, he's good. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. So a lot of like signature styles, um, signature signatures. Yeah. Yeah. So really Gardner with signature dancers. Right. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Piper with her signature pout. Yes. That's pretty much. Yeah. Uh, who else we got? We got, uh, yeah. Who, who else we got? That's interesting. Millie actually Uh, has the signature of a tagger. How do you feel about tagging? Um, if it's just like, I don't know, like Chaka was here, whatever, I, you know, I don't, I, I, if it's got some, some, <laughs> some artistic integrity, I, I, where it, it, it's, it's more than just a, a spray painting your name. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't like tagging as much as I like graffiti. Yeah. Like true graffiti, actually drawing something. Yeah. Although if you like, I always have a mixed thoughts on the idea of, Somebody, somebody writing on like, if I owned this building and somebody was like drawing on the side of the wall without permission, it's like, this isn't your building. And now I got to pay to get it removed. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little bit of a jerk move. I feel like, like it didn't in Venice, there's those, those walls that you can actually get room to, uh, to actually, uh, uh, draw on them by yourself. You know what I'm talking about? Like you get permission on these walls on Venice beach hmm. to, I don't to know. do graffiti. Yeah. There's like, I think you can walls. get on the sides of buildings, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, uh, no. stuff. Uh, Mo, Mo J- Morgan's picture is beautiful. Look at that one. Yeah, it is. Uh, Jason Fusera, thank you for the dumpster shot. Yeah, I saw that one. Trash can't. Uh, lo- lots of actually. Mitch really Sevier cool actually stuff. drawing with a feather pen. That looks really right. difficult. Right. I don't know that I could do that. That's well, fancy. And t- uh, Tanya, wait, Tanya or Tanya? What did we just Tanya. Tanya has been playing with uh, uh, um, what the hell are they called? With the cyanotype. Cyanotype. 
I was trying to think of the blue word that, that works with those. <laughs> the blue types. Uh, the, yeah, the trick with cyanotypes like that is that it has to be really high contrast like that. So those uh, windmills are perfect. Uh, Liam Tan. Is that how you pronounce that? L-I-E-M-T-H-A-N. Yeah, Liam be. Tan. Uh, America's Suburbia's Signature. American yeah, yeah. Su- uh, Very sort of uh, Stephen Shore, Joel Meyerowitz kind yeah, of looking. Yeah, thing. very much so. Yeah, really nice. What's the, yeah. what's the price of gas down there right now? Two bucks. Man, that's been a while since it's been there, huh? I well, I don't know about here, but in it, when I left LA, it was four dollars a gallon. Yeah, national average is a dollar seventy nine now. Wow! And what what changed? Did we we didn't find more? Did we? Well, there there has been a big supply thing. Yeah, so all of that like shale oil and all the stuff up in you know all that kind of stuff that that has actually increased supply and also demand is way down because china's slowing down and and sort of second rate economies have slowed down their usage of of it so we have a glut yeah so the price goes down which is kind of whenever all the people are like we need to drill more oil it's like you do understand that once we drill more oil there will be more oil and therefore the price will go down so the money you think you're going to make it's like the people who want to go grab an asteroid because then we'll have like all the gold we want and everyone will be rich it's like no at that point gold won't be worth anything because there'll be too much gold like you know it's uh, just uh bracy lemons nice one oh i like the bracy lemons plus he's got a great name bracy lemons yeah it's a great name Super name. Um, uh, okay. All right. So what do we got for this week? So this week, because it's Groundhog Day. Ah, oh, cute. I, I see where you're going there. Repeat. 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 Now you can interpret that however you want. Repeat of a previous assignment or using the repeat as a theme. Your choice. Wow. Repeat. I, uh, I'm, because I'm, a, it's, I'm a fan of that one. It's, Groundhog Day. Yeah. <laughs> I got you, babe. <sighs> I want to go there. That's a great. I go up to the Gobbler's you... Knob. I want to go go see the Pugsatawney Phil. I want to see that. Okay. Is it not fun? Uh, I I I don't know that it is what you. Th- <laughs> I do not think this this place means what you think it means. <laughs> um, is it not like it was in the movie? Is it not like a big hoedown and whatnot? I mean, it might be, but like you know, a lot of these places, like up in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania. I mean, there's not much there, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Seer of Sears. Prognosticator. Yeah, prognosticators. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ned Ryerson. Yeah. Where have you been? Bing. <laughs> to, yeah. To, 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 where are you going? Can you cancel? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. Call me Bronco. <laughs> All right. Who's our photographer of the week? Oh, I love that movie. If you haven't seen it, take t- Go on the weekend and rent it or rent it tonight with the with the family. Go rent Groundhog Day. Oh, it's a great film. Yeah. Who hasn't seen that movie? There's people who haven't seen Groundhog Day. I'm sure there are people. That's who a classic. Seen it. Yeah, it's a great flick. Uh, yeah, my uh, ex Andrea used to be a huge fan of that movie. Yeah. Don't you worry about high blood pressure, cholesterol? <laughs> I don't worry just, about anything anymore. He's just shoving the donuts into his mouth. <laughs> 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 I, I am God. Wait, yeah. wait. You are God? No, I am. I am immortal. Yeah. Uh, photographer of the week, Miles Aldridge. Yeah, where'd you come up with this one? I I, uh, I saw it somewhere. I think you know what? Maybe even Fielding sent this to me. 
But then I started following on um, on Instagram a while back, and I forgot that I followed him. Uh, and then somebody sent it, or I saw it. Some I don't know where I saw it. Anyway, I, you uh, know what? It's interesting. I feel like his post method must be not too far from what Ben Thomas is doing in the sense that he's playing with hues and saturation a lot, you know, and it feels like he's shifting things. They're, they're so saturated. I absolutely love this guy's work. Yeah. It's, it's cool. fun. It's, it's fun and, and, and sort of a little brash, but yep. it doesn't have the creepiness of like La Chapelle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause it, it is dramatic without being, the it's it's theatrical with eh, no, I don't know what word I'm trying to find. Yeah, you're right. Creepy is the word. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a picture. Um, I don't know. It's about twenty deep of a girl on a bus. Okay, with the reflections. I like the woman uh, walking through all the kids playing soccer. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, here, let me just the girl on the seesaw. Wow. Hello, legs. Yeah. Here, let me just put this. I'll put that in Skype. Um, I love I love a lot of his stuff. I love how fun it is. I like the color. Oh, that one. Okay, yeah. Um, I like uh, uh, what's going on with lighting in some of the some of the later work. If you drill down a little bit, it it loses some of the sort of uh, 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 technicolory uh, color, and it's it's a little more muted. Yep. Um, and what I like about his stuff is. These could be fine art pieces for their own purpose to yep. their own end. Yeah. Or they could be fashion pieces or they could be yeah. this jewelry is, ads. This is good fashion photography. Yeah. yeah. And there's one of a girl drinking some, uh, uh, how do you pronounce that? Sing Tao? Sing Tao, the beer. Yeah. Yep. She's drinking some beer in like this, uh, this uh, lemon yellow sort of leather banquette type thing. Fantastic shot. Yeah, it's beautiful um, stuff. I like the perspective. I like the force perspective. It looks like he's shooting pretty wide and pretty close up. Yeah. For some of them. Yeah. Uh, and then just the, the color choices. Some of the, some of the stuff is very, again, drill down a little bit in recent work. Yep. There's some that's, uh, that's really sort of old Hollywood looking, but, but inspired by old Hollywood, but, but taken a step further. Yeah. He's got some great models too. They're, they're, Fantastic. So Miles yeah, yeah, yeah. Aldridge. Good, good, um, good find. Yeah, he's interesting. And uh, the selected work, I love the one of the girl under the sink. Second yeah. one. Yep. Uh, it's just this, it's like I said, it's fun stuff and it could be, it could exist for its own purpose or, or it could be a jewelry ad or a hat ad or, a, or eyeglasses or, you know, th- th- you could go a lot of different ways with them. And I, I, I just, I really dig his stuff. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, yeah, we'll add him on, on the Instagram. Miles Aldridge. All right. Good job. That was a good one. Yeah. Fun. Uh, you got anything else to add? I don't think so. Go out and make something. Don't worry about what you're going to do with it. You know, my friend Mike, um, died recently and I'd, I'd known Mike 20 something years and, never knew he was sick and uh he never told anyone he told his wife and family obviously but outside of a very very small group of people he he never told anyone and he died a few weeks ago and i called just to say hi because i hadn't talked to him in a while 
and left a message on his voicemail. And his wife called me back and said, hey, I'm so sorry to, to have to tell you this, but Mike died a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I said, oh, my God, you know, what, what happened? And uh, it was some, some liver disease, something. It had been a, it, it, he had been ill for a while and just never told anyone because he didn't, he didn't want to be treated any differently. Yeah. And he just wanted to enjoy his family and friends and, and, you know, in as much time as he had left. Yeah. And one of the things that Mike told me from, from basically the first time that we, that we met him and I, and I, I met him, there was a 3d program for windows for DOS actually is where it started called, uh, called imagine. Okay. And, uh, I bought a, th- a book on 3D modeling and animation. And on the floppy disk in the back of the book was this program called Imagine. And uh, so I, I attempted to learn it. I read the book and was trying to learn it. And, uh, and his company was called Impulse. And uh, uh, there were some things that I couldn't figure out. So I called. I found the, the number for the company. I called the company and he answered the phone. And uh, I asked him, you know, he answered my question. And it was great. And, I went about my day and a couple of weeks later, I was trying to figure something else out and I called, called back, back and he answered the phone again. And this began this, this, at what started as, as sort of tech support. Each time we would, we would talk, we would talk a little longer and we would stray a little further from, from what I had originally called about. And we became friends. And over the course of 20 something years, I only met him twice. I met him once at SIGGRAPH. Actually, I think I met him twice at, at two different SIGGRAPHs. Uh, so we only met in person a couple times, but uh, we became very good friends. Uh, and, and one of the things that he would always tell me when I would have these sort of existential creative crises is to just do the work. Right. That was his advice. Just do the work. It's good advice. Don't worry about where it's going to end up because that's beyond your control. Don't worry about who's going to like it. That's beyond your control. Don't worry about if it's going to sell. That's beyond your control. What is not beyond your control is just doing the work. Right. So to anyone listening who's having a struggle with that, just do the work. Right. Put your head down and make stuff. Yeah, make stuff. Ignore the rest of the stuff. That's right. I'm a firm believer. (laughs) Are you, are you a firm believer? I'm both a believer and a firm believer. I'm more than just a believer. I'm a firm believer. Um, yeah. All right. You uh, got anything else? Nope. Podcasted on taking pictures. Where else? Uh, 347-687-9411. If you want to leave us a voicemail, like Tom in Michigan. Thanks, Tom. And uh, Bill Wadman, Jeffrey Sidoris on Instagram and Twitter. And, um, oh, by the way, uh, real-time follow-up, uh, Pascal Dangan is the, is the retoucher. Pascal Dangan. Spell the last name, I'll put a link in the show notes. D-A-N-G-I-N. Pascal Dangan. Yeah, I put it in the official show notes. So it'll be with the show. Anyway, it's a really great, uh, interview with him. Fancy retoucher guy from the New Yorker from 2008. Oh, okay. So, Very cool. Yeah. Um... And that's it. So we will what see about, you next uh, anything you're shooting today. What are you doing? Uh, I shot yesterday and I shot on Sunday and I shoot on Friday and I'm shooting on Thursday, but I'm not shooting today. Although right I on. did row 11,000. 000-
200 meters in 48 minutes yesterday. Uh, that's right. true. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you later. Make it a good day. All right, bye. See ya. Going on and on the way we are for so long. To any fool, it's plain to see something's wrong. As this way, say what you want to say. Try to